Cody, the producer. You tell him. Cody, I'm gonna need you to uh, go ahead and lock it up for this episode. <laughs> Are you done? Oh, Are you done? Hey, bud. Hey, bud. How about some potatoes? Yeah. Spoiled. He's still real stressed about the door. <laughs> He's just keeping the house safe. He's a good boy. Oh my goodness. Too much. Hi, and uh, welcome back to the Harder Brunch Podcast. I'm your host, Dyke Michaels. With me uh, for the first time, Elliot Rogers-Klein, the new co-chef host of the podcast. Hi, guys. Welcome, sir. And then our special guest, Sarah Mural. How are you doing? Oh, my God. I'm so good to have this dog in my lap. <laughs> Producer Cody, he's so friendly. I think it's kind of weird that you're... Uh, Actively cuddling with our producer. <laughs> He's sitting on my lap. He's such a good boy. He has such expressive eyebrows. How could you not? <laughs> um, his previous owner uh, would get super high and just look at him and be like, "He has human eyes." Yeah. Yeah, he's a trap. He's a trap soul of a handsome man. <laughs> so we did. Uh, I'm still full. This is the second do over, guys. We. We, we recorded an entire podcast that's going to be lost forever. Lost tapes. R.I.P. But um, uh, I'm still full from the first from the first podcasting. Yes. I'm still feeling rather lethargic enough yeah. to describe <laughs> the food as decadent and upsettingly delicious. What did we do today, Elliot? We did McDonald's breakfast, but good. But good? So we did... Let's be honest. We all love McDonald's breakfast. Period. <laughs> we did brisket, fat... Hash browns, we did a sausage egg McMuffin cheese with some really good sausage. We did a duck egg bacon egg and cheese biscuit sandwich. We did a McGriddle with local maple syrup. What else did we do? We did a full breakfast with pancakes, eggs, bacon, sausage, biscuits. Burton's maple syrup? Fisher Farms? Yeah. We did um Turkey gravy because we had too many good drippings to not make gravy, even though that's yeah. not McDonald's. And Dyke tried to make savory churros, and it was like <laughs> it was the it was like it was like someone it looked like it did it looked like churro dough. I mean, it's just like two fistfuls of flour for like I don't know a cup of milk. So like I'm gonna I'm, Sarah, I'm gonna tell you what. One, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Two, um, I have a problem where I. Am instinctively used to cooking for fifty people, <laughs> so it's 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 always a problem for me cutting things down. So I'm just like, yeah, this is enough room to make uh, biscuits and gravy for fifty people. And then when I realized I had two cups of milk, I was like, what am I doing? What do I do? How do I bail out of this? Because <laughs> we got it all covered, we got the turkey stock in there. Yep. It all came up, it barely broke, so it's uh, all good. Yeah, lucky for us, it's Thanksgiving, and you had the. Gorgeous turkey stock, to be honest. With you. Yeah. It was turkey jello, and I was impressed. Yeah. Um, We're going to throw pictures up on the gram. Uh, quick shout out to our local purveyors um, Fisher Farms, uh, Fisher Farms Sausage, Gomez Barbecue, Pork Fat, Four Birds, English Muffins, uh, Noah, my egg guy for the duck eggs. Thank you, Noah. <laughs> It's like the like the low key uh, most gangster part about living in Indianapolis, which is that there's no crime involved, but like you will have an egg guy. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. You're gonna I love have it. like a choice beef purveyor. You're gonna have like a choice sausage purveyor. It's just like life. That's in what the they call me in the streets. 
Jigolo Dyke over uh, here. I'll, um, I'll tell you what, uh, uh, Fourbirds Jenna, um, who we will have on the podcast eventually, she hand-delivered these English muffins to me at the city market, and it looked like the lamest drug deal ever. Really. <laughs> she just, like, came up in the in the alley behind the city market and came out and just handed me a sack full of English muffins. And then I was like, how'd I pay you? And she was like, hit me up on that Venmo. And then just <laughs> drove off. Extra props to her, though, because this is her week of the year. Yeah. Last year, I think she did over 300 pies for oh, Thanksgiving. Yeah. This year, I'm assuming it's grown exponentially beyond that point. And she doesn't do just like, oh, I do one or two pies. I mean, she's doing leaf lard pie dough, and she does like between six six and eight different types of pies for Thanksgiving. She was using our freezer at the distillery to just for pie shells last year, just to keep them cold, because she made so many. Her and her mom. Well, she also is... Uh... She was also, like, Tom from Bob and Tom's, like, <laughs> pie lady. Like, that was her, like, handle on social media forever because he would, like... like literally Tom's pie lady? Yeah. Shit. Like, because he, he would, like, give her free promo and just be like, oh, pie lady did such a good job. Like, that's how she started off before she was four birds. Yeah. She was Tom's pie lady. Well, we all adore Jenna. Oh, yeah. She's she, she catered this wedding um, at this distillery I used to work at. And had uh, it was mini instead of like a cake, it was just mini pies. Yeah, yes. and it was build your own mini pies. Yeah, and I've been just ride or die fan ever since. Absolutely, one hundred percent, Jennifer Life. Ooh. Have you guys, uh, have you guys hit up uh, Indie Dough? That whole pop up situation, King Dough, Indie Dough. It's no. like a donut pop up that's been no. happening out of Studio C. We need to hang out more because um, I have not heard of this at all. It's pretty good. I actually went so so she only makes four dozen uh, donuts total. Like the last, I only went one time, but like you show up at like six forty-five in the morning in the goddamn morning. Wait a second. There's a six forty-five in the morning now. Yeah, <laughs> I feel uh, like the streets don't load that. <laughs> no, I drove there in the dark, which is just like really something for me. And then she has like a bunch of like very Instagram porn-looking donuts. They're very good. Um, it's just like part. It's like a, it's like an experience, right? Like waking up at like six in the fucking morning, and technically supposed to open at seven. But word of the wise, get there at six forty, six forty-five. Where? It's at, she's she's selling right now at a Studio C. But follow at Indie Doe on Instagram, and okay. that's how. That's where all the uh, the updates are. But cool lady who came from Florida, I think, and she was a kitchen manager. Like these are all just like sketchy details. Kitchen manager of like a. Donut shop in Florida and was great at it and is clearly great at it because I mean these donuts are. I mean you got up at six o'clock in the morning for them, so yeah. they must be good. Yeah. I think we all rolled out of bed at least at the max ten or minimum ten. I think as Sarah showed up a little bit later. <laughs> oh, oh my god. That's our producer. Producer. Ah, uh, producer Cody is. He wants no interruptions. And he He's not been yell. appeased with sausage for more than five minutes. Here you go. Here's the Indie Dough. Here you go. We'll just like have a look around. Oh, nice. Those are like churro donuts covered Where's in Studio blueberry C? glaze and so pistachios. It's on, uh, it's on 54th Street, kind of in the gallery pastry shop area. It's like okay. Greg Hardesty's, like, have you heard of Studio C? You know about this whole thing? Like, I feel like I've heard of it. I just didn't know like physically where it was. It's really interesting. It's like got the whole kitchen set up, but like... It's an open kitchen with, like, a big, you know, booze block, uh, wood top, like, prep table, like, in the front. Mm -hmm. Like, right out in front of the, where the... Yep. Oh, see. 
And uh, he he has been doing these like kind of chef's table style dinners there for Jesus. Has it been a year? Nearly. Um, and they also do it's a coffee shop most days yeah, that's as right. well. So that's it's right. a really casual coffee shop, like yeah. kind of low key, like the most low key you could be and still technically consider yourself a business. Yeah. It sort of seems like come by and Chef Hardesty, you can hang out and have coffee. With I think him. I think that's the game. Like it's kind of the vibe that even when yeah. he posts like ads about it, it's like come hang out with Greg and drink coffee. Yeah. Also, we do $120 plate chip dinners. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's the most, like, I've done this my whole life, and I have chops, and people should come hang out with me and yeah. do cool shit. Really, and I love that whole concept, because it's the dream of anybody who ever cooked professionally. Say, who wouldn't want to just, like, spend a day... I mean, like, everybody that I know that's ever worked for Greg Hardesty talks about, like, what a fantastic teacher he is, and, like... How many, you know, Greg and Abby get, like, the two best reputations for, like, go there, work for them, learn something life-changing, and then go make it your own, you know? God, I love them both so much. Absolutely. They're probably two of the strongest positive forces in the culinary <sighs> scene of Indianapolis. Truly, Indiana. truly, madly, deeply. Like, like one of, like, two, like, a pair of, oh, we got to move it up. Producer Carl's feeling a bit peckish, so we got to <laughs> move some plates. Um... Yeah, to like, and like, listen, Indy Star, I mean, Indianapolis Monthly did a great piece about uh, Abby and talked about like how nurturing she is. And like, while that's true, like, I wish that they had kind of framed that a little bit differently, which is just like, Abby runs a respectful kitchen and people feel comfortable bringing their ideas there. She's not, she's not anyone's mom in the kitchen, you know what I mean? Mm. But it, like the wording of it, kind of like like what people say, like black people are articulate, and I've <laughs> never once heard a white people a white person described that way. <laughs> you never ever heard a white person be like, "Wow, that white guy spoke so well." <laughs> yeah. Never, <laughs> never one time have I heard that. Uh, but then it's just like, oh, this jungle person can put words together. Oh my God. Now I remember, like, uh, remember when. Um, Cody, uh, Kobe Bryant first became really famous, and like everyone's like, "Oh, he speaks fluent Italian." <laughs> it's like, yeah, sometimes like <laughs> people get access to the same resources, and sometimes people you don't expect learn a ooh a second language. Like, yeah. So, like the assumption being that like uh, like a female chef would just be everyone's ner- mom. Ner- ner- yeah, everyone's, everyone's mom. mom. Like, and and like. I mean, like, I don't know Abby from, like, a working perspective, but, like, she seems pretty low-key, like, not someone who's gonna, like, hold your hands ghost-style, you know, as you, yeah. like, as you sculpt a phallus or whatever. Um, <laughs> it's a <know>. bong! <laughs> oh, it looks like a penis! Life. It's a bong! <laughs> That's the only experience I want, like, if, like, listen... Demi Moore got the short fucking end of the stick because if your boyfriend's gonna die and like haunt you in a sexy way, she'll at least leave you a ton of money. <laughs> That's like the least you can fucking do. Like, at least make sure I never have to like be on the open marketplace for insurance. Right. You know? I'm definitely traumatized by this whole situation, regardless of how sexy it Just, is. Just like, stay dead. I need money for therapy. Like, I'm trying to get new dick. I'm trying to be happy again. I don't care have this old dick hanging around in like spectral form. Like, if you're gonna, gonna be like, a ghost, at least be a pay pig. Yes. Or like yes. hit it from the back well, you know what I mean? Like they can't if, if he can if he can guide her hands like like making a clay deck, the least he could do is like come Well that back and that make was her that come. was kind of the scene with uh, you know, like with Whoopi and and Demi. But like it was the nineties, so they couldn't show them actually making out. But like that was what was happening. She was making oh out with God. Whoopi Goldberg, yeah. You're ex- holy shit. Right. 
Did I just blow your mind? Sarah's having a revelation. On a twenty-year-old movie. <laughs> Spoilers. This is a whole uh, different film now. Like yeah. Whoopi Goldberg and Denny Moore totally got it on in that Question. movie. Beaches. Did they fuck? <laughs> I'm not familiar with the film. Beaches. The saddest movie that's ever been made, the <laughs> Bette Midler movie, like where she like watches her best friend die of cancer. Hold on, the saddest Bette Midler movie <laughs> was Hocus Pocus. <laughs> Indiana native, uh, what's his name? Jones. Uh, the actor, Indiana Jones. No, the actor played the dead guy. He plays Billy. Yeah, um, Billy. Yeah, he also plays Silver Surfer, um, uh, the fish man from Hellboy. That's right. He's incredibly talented. Yeah. What's the fish name? man from that oh, movie where uh, the fish man fucks that lady. Uh, uh, he's he's, he's, he's the alien on the new Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does he's all the things. On, Billy. Uh, I don't have you guys know seen the TV version of What We Do in the Shadows? It's... Phenomenal. The movie was trash. Okay. We can all just say the movie was trash. Okay. It was the concept was good. It got really boring. That's correct. Very quickly. But because that show was always meant to be an episodic TV show, right. and it is so goddamn motherfucking funny that it pisses me off the people who have already seen the movie and were like, eh. they don't want to watch they the show. It. Yeah, but the show is the perfect distillation of that stupid movie. Which well, it's just great. when you get in the movie, you're like, once you get past like the understanding of what the premise is, it's like the office it just meets slows down. Adam's family, right? Yeah. Yeah, essentially, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's the office meets a house full of vampires. Okay. But the vampires are also like Lestat, Tom Cruise Lestat. <laughs> yes, yes. But all of them are like teared up. So it's like the one guy that lives in the basement whose name's Carl somehow yes. is Nosferatu. Literally, it's Nosferatu. Yeah. So, but he's a. So they, they introduce this idea of energy vampires and emotional oh, vampires. In the show only. It's not in the movie at all. Right. So it's only in the show. And you, and you, there's this guy, the guy that lives in the basement. And he's just like a sweater vest wearing, most boring dude on earth. You know that guy at work. Yeah. And he comes to your cubicle when you're already tired. It's like 11.30 and you just want to go to goddamn lunch. And they tell you this eternal story that makes you feel like you're dying about some really like boring yeah. thing that they did. This is this character. And then he meets this other character who's an emotional vampire. All she ever talks about is the saddest thing that ever happened to her. But it's 20. We all know these people. Mm-hmm. Oh, it like tweak makes me want to tweak my nipples. It's so just like this is the writing I crave out of television. Oh, so good. They're they're truly the best two characters in the show. Yes. Um, but one of my favorite parts of this just the series in general is this idea that like it's tiered, so it's like, oh, you're from this era, and yeah. then you made a vampire from two hundred years later to like figure out how to live in that era, yeah. and then it just keeps going up the stairs. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. So it starts in Nosferatu, and then you just like get into all these like gothic era, and then Victorian, et cetera, et cetera. And that's actually what the movie is about. They make a modern vampire because they don't know how to like yep. get into nightclubs and like yes. <laughs> kill people. <laughs> well, that's always been the thing with like haunted houses and stuff. It's like, how come like the ghosts are always from the 1800s? <laughs> that's it's right. Like, right. not someone that died in like 2003. You know? <laughs> <laughs> or like, and they're always, you know, it's always somebody in like Victorian era garb, which right. like what it always makes me think of is like what if you died like wearing a towel wearing your 2005 snooky what would that be 2009 uh snooky halloween costume you're snooky i'm a sexy bee forever yeah. yeah right like that's your eternity where are all the ski do bro ghosts <laughs> that's why i don't know a sick where, wave bro oh no where are all the fraternity brother ghosts who died from alcohol like poisoning why are they not drunk in the why are they not like falling down drunk in the afterlife what is the worst um like either like frat bro or like 
college like tragedy story. Let, let me start you off because uh, I, I lived in Bloomington for a while. I never Jeez. went to IU, but I, I lived down there and I was a terrible person. <laughs> and um, well, Bloomington I, will do that to you. I had a friend who I met her. This had already happened to her. I'd, I'd been friends with her for a while, and then she kind of slow played this story that happened to her, and I was like, "This is the craziest thing I've ever heard." But Spit she, it out, man. she she had gone to like uh, sports one night. She was like. This is a bar. To, yeah, it's the. She, it's a terrible. It's the second worst bar in Bloomington for it's like. It's exactly. It's exactly what you think it is. Got it. The and old. She, the old peppers of it's just, Bloomington. It's, it's basically worse. Yeah. much worse. But it. But five times as big. God. And so she had gone out there. She had danced uh, all night. She had walked out. Some guy, and I don't know if she had danced with this guy, and this guy had just like looked at her. But this guy had decided that she owed him a little bit more, huh. and he kept trying to follow her and talk to her. And she was just like, "No, like I'm not interested." I'm like, "Thank you. Have a good night." Yeah. This is also when all the bars are spilling out at three o'clock yeah, in the morning. Yeah, right. And it's just everybody like they're just. Like Bloomington's just yeah. vomiting drunk people out <laughs> under the streets. Vomiting twenty-one-year-old drunk. And, and 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 this guy is um, just starts becoming more and more aggressive, and then follows her into like a parking garage yeah. to the point where she's just like, "No, bro, like leave me alone." Yeah. And then he's just like, "No, you're like you're gonna come with me." And I think at some point she may have like punched him mm. or done something to get him to go away. And then he snaps and starts yelling and cussing at her, mm-hmm. at which point, like, other guys get involved and are like, hey, man. And then, so she starts running. This guy starts chasing after mm-hmm. her like the Terminator mm-hmm. because apparently outside of alcohol, he's on something else. Mm-hmm. And chases her up, like, two flights of the parking garage mm-hmm. across the street mm-hmm. and uh, then other guys start chasing her ch- sorry chasing him away mm-hmm. and so now now they're chasing him up this parking garage and he gets to the second floor and then just supermans out the side of the parking garage Did he die? falls two stories hits uh, one of those like uh, power boxes yeah. outside just Pancakes off that breaks almost everything in his body. Good, 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 good so far. Um, turns out he was on the IU wrestling team. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. This all um, checks out. No, yeah, I was say that. no, so, <laughs> so, important so, so, key point there. Yeah, so no, like basically no criminal uh-huh, uh-huh, anything uh-huh. against him stuck, uh-huh. and it was like, oh, he's one of our good boys. That's uh-huh. a that's that's a wrestler, like. Uh-huh. He tried to murder a woman uh-huh. in a... No, sorry. He punched her. That's what yeah, happened. Yeah. He punched her, and then the mob chased him away, and then he fell out. And then the school kind of backed him and was just like, he's a good boy. He does the rest. I hope he walks I'm, with everyone for the rest of his life. I'm going to get really close to the mic so none of the university officials hear this, but if that ever happens again, just run down there and break his neck. <laughs> just run down there and break his neck. Like, that's the best thing you can... Can you guys hear me? Just run down there and snap that neck. Anyway... So, uh, so what I'm saying is, uh, you know, there are some people in the world that I just think that we can do without. Yes. Uh, well, that's also like that. That sounds like some, somebody's banging some hardcore drugs outside of. I mean, know, that's not even booze. Lots of cocaine situation. For that's sure. right. But can I say? Can I say there have been a couple periods in my life where I mixed a lot of substances. <laughs> 
and a lot of substances that make people act uh, like this was a time in my life when I got so drunk one night that I got kicked out of a hotel in New York City and like while I was on a lot of substances at the time, I never wanted to kill or rape anybody. You know what I mean? Like, I kind of, well, I mean, I wanted to fuck thing, a lot, how that works. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I didn't want to hurt anybody else. And I but think uh, that, I feel like uh, you also don't have the testosterone. Like, testosterone true. Actually, plus, plus I, drugs is never a good mix. Can I tell you that uh, when a woman's testosterone, when a woman drinks alcohol, it gets over 0.08, and her t- testosterone rises 400% to the uh, level of the average male when he's not drinking. I've met drunk so women what is before. The average male when he is drinking, his testosterone rises. It's true. That's true. But they're all they're also in all these other countries where like uh, binge drinking in men, the societal expectation is that like it leads to these like embarrassing displays of I love you man style like in Asia, like bro especially love. in Indonesia, like bro love. God love, that's all it is. That's from for all the Scrubs listeners out there or watchers. I'm full I want to go full eagle with you right now. <laughs> Thank you. Um, no, I agree and I think that maybe pointing that as maybe almost a justification from mm-hmm. a male standpoint, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is not the intention of that commentary. I yeah. think it's fascinating. On a physiological level, I think all aside is abhorrently inappropriate and I think you bringing up the societal expectation is to point out the fact that like because we've created this cycle it just folds in on itself into an infinity kind of situation until there's like a hard stop yeah we're all playing out we're all playing out a role like we all have you know everybody knows front stage and backstage self and like we're all taking like cues from our culture and our society about how we're supposed to act and like even me being here like waking up so I could like do my hair so I could be here. Even though, like, no one's taking a picture of me. I mean, we're all acting out expectations. And, you know, I think this idea, like, one time I was at a bar. It was my birthday. And I was, like, sitting at a table with a couple friends whose birthday it also happened to be. There were, like, 12 dudes and me. And, like, at some point, the TV came on. And it was about, like, uh, some athlete du jour who had been, like, booked on rape charges. And this guy stands up at the end of the table who's, like, wearing a fucking hockey jersey and, like, looks like he hasn't showered in days. Natch. And he starts screaming at me about, like, how some women deserve to be raped. Yikes. Jesus Christ. How, like, if you dress in a certain way and you go in a certain place and you go in a place that has an expectation, you are not allowed to be upset when sexual violence happens to you. And, like, what was crazy about that situation is, like, none of the other 11 dudes that were at that table... Like, even even said, like, hey, can we not, like, so I think I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've always found that to be, like, an almost unbelievable, like, mm-hmm. like, that's something they say, like, on Law & Order. That's Seriously. not, like, a thing that a human being no, actually that, says. That was my first experience with, like, like, I always assumed, right, so these guys were all, like, their affiliation was via Wabash College. Would we can uh. unpack that <laughs> <laughs> We don't have the kind of time on this podcast we, to unpack what that means. Don't um, have the time. Funny, podcast because I feel like just, we all have a Wabash College. Listen, just, I'm looking at this Jameson bottle, and we got like an inch and a half left. Right, and we're gonna have to pull out the good shit for that conversation. Bash. Yeah. Um, to be clear to the podcast listeners, it is an all men's college in southern Indiana. Uh, oh, North Indiana, Wabash, it's in Crawfordsville. I'm um, sorry, all men's college in Wa- in Crawfordsville, Indiana. We will move on through the story based on that knowledge alone. Yeah. So there are. Uh, some problematic ideas in circulation <laughs> with that college, or there were—I shouldn't say that. Maybe they've maybe they've cleaned up their act. Like I'm trying to give, 
I'm trying to give everybody room to like get better and like what really like no one asked no one's like asking me any broader questions about cancel culture but like here I'm gonna go talking about it like the one thing that drives me crazy is we don't have like a differentiator between like people who deserve to be permanently canceled a la like uh, Louis CK who's just been like yeah but sometimes rape is a little funny and and people who are just like like that Aziz Ansari story, remember that? Like that came I out? I do. Or like, I remember that a lot, and I remember a lot of dissenting opinions about that. Yeah, he's like in a like in my book, in my book. Uh, my Twitter handle is aggression macro, so you can please <laughs> redirect all your rage that way. Um, watch your ass, though, is all I'm saying. Um, but you know, like Aziz Ansari is a bad date, right? Like he's a bad date. He doesn't take like. He needs somebody to tell him, I don't want to fuck you right now. Thank you, and I'll see you later. But like, Social cues. That was a bad date. Like, that woman had a bad date. Or at least that's how I read that as a 31-year-old right. millennial who is, like, living through this, like, Me Too era after most of the most traumatic things that have already happened to me. And, like, you know, I get to look at them through this lens of, like, did I want to do that? Like, no, but does that necessarily make it forcible rape you know what I mean right and I feel like making those defining points are important especially based on age is a big yeah, thing yeah like uh Whitney Cummings was on a podcast and she goes here's the deal I didn't have any kind of sex that I was really wanting to have in my 20s dude and she's from a different generation slightly than dude. the three of us but it was a very good point to bring up maybe not for Dyke Dyke's a little older <laughs> But it was ultimately like, while I definitely consented to several sexual yes. encounters, there were several that I wasn't a fan of. Oh my god. And, and we've gotten away from distinguishing between those things. I was going to say, the amount of sex that I had, that it's not like I felt forced by any means. It was that, like, it would just be easier for me to, like, fuck and, like, have, you know, five to ten minutes of terrible college sex and leave. Rather than, like... 45 deal with, minutes. Deal with the awkward fucking conversation, which would take way longer about why I don't want to have sex with you, despite me apparently having a good time, which I was, and you know what I mean? Blah, 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 blah. It's just like, yeah, I'll just fuck you. Like, then I'll just leave. You know what I mean? Right. And I think that's kind of the conversation that we're starting to have a little bit. Sort of. Um, sort I'm of. not really trying to, like, put out an opinion on it aggressively <laughs> in that way. I agree that most of the time, 99.99999% of the time, my opinion is irrelevant and I'm aware of that. Um, I'm happy to support people that I know who are going through difficulties. Yeah, and, and, and all those, right, like all those experiences are different. And, and, and another woman might have had my same experience and felt super traumatized by that. And that's legitimate as well. You right. know what I mean? Your like, emotions are your emotions. No one can exactly. change them or take them away from you exactly. regardless of whether they, the person that you're talking to makes feels that they're valid or yeah. not. Yeah! Yeah, Cody. Producer Cody is... Producer Cody feels good about he's it. He's here for emotional transparency. <laughs> he really is. <laughs> that was a huge bummer. Sorry, like, immediately was just like, hey guys, want to talk about rape? <laughs> uh, by the way, that actor's name is Doug Jones. Doug Jones! Doug Jones is the skinniest man ever, skinniest and he man ever. is very flexible. Yes. He also played a fish man in an action movie, then played a fish man in a sexy yeah. action movie <laughs> yeah. with fish man. Then he, then um, he played an alien fish man on Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, and he seems like the nicest guy. Maybe he's just like in his pool all the time. From what I understand, he actually is like patently like just one of the nicest people in Hollywood. I would assume. And I think it's because he's from a super low-key Indiana background, yeah. and like... <laughs> He's not a superstar. Oh he's, I mean, he's super famous and very wealthy now, but he's not, he's not like, 
out there, like, on the red carpet, getting it. Like, he's... But, but like, also, like, you found a niche of being, like, a physical anomaly of a person. Mm -hmm. And then, like, this great thespian. Yeah. And you commodified that into, like, all these great roles. Because, like... That could also be a very weird existence, just being like, yeah. I'm just a weird alien wispy person. <laughs> right, right. And like I'm, him at the grocery like, store yeah. checking you out is totally different than him playing Silver Surfle, but then like next year I'm playing the fish man. Yeah. Um his his but his deal seems like the absolute perfect celebrity scenario for me, which is like no one can pick you off the street. Like no one. Except oh, for like maybe his hundred Hardcore yeah. Doug Jones fanatics. Like the same, like the guy that played, like, uh, like what? Uh, Andy Serkis. Yes. Yeah. Gollum. Gollum. Yeah. Like he's gotten more famous now because he's directing right. and yeah. things. But yes, absolutely. But like, I feel like he would probably go somewhere that's not LA and like For sure. not every single person. If he was walking around Indy, like 10, 15 people might pick him out. Yeah. But like, and that's fine within a sample size of two hundred people. 20 people were like, oh, that's Andy Serkis. Yeah, yeah, Holy yeah. shit, what's up? Yeah. Um, and I think that we have discussed the fact that that's the perfect version of celebrity, just celebrity yeah. in general. The gorillas. Yeah. Do you oh, know what any of them look oh, like? Oh, um, uh, Daft Punk. I just want to be... Same. I have this theory that there's like 10 Daft Punks, and they all just like Blue swap group. the helmets. Blue that's Man how Blue Man Group works? I want to be one. They, of they like send that. different people around the country to do their live shows. That's a real thing. I know. That's why they pay That was my first professional level concert of all time. <laughs> what do you mean? The it's first time I ever went to like a professional like music musicians concert, <laughs> not like, like a show or like whatever with Hell my friends. Yeah. 14, 15? Amazing. Was it a Chicago? It's an No way. Hey guys, uh, hey guys, we'll be right back. See you later. Oh, no, you can be here, but <laughs> I feel like I've just mastered it at this oh, point. Gee, oh, jeez, guys. Oh, Welcome geez. back. Um, so I, I did want to I did want to bring this up. Uh, so as probably most of you know, my roommate moved out a month ago. The house is empty. I'm looking for a new roommate. And uh, my friend Jake <laughs> sliding the DMs looking for a new roommate. <laughs> so uh, my friend friend and co-comedian uh, Jake had a friend um, who was possibly going to move in here and I think it would be great if he moves in here. It would be a wonderful oh, thing. But? He's a very handsome man. Ooh. Like he's he's like he's like a hunky dude. Ooh. Like he's a hunky dude who just travels the globe. Mm. Like that's his thing. Like mm-hmm. he's just like a tall White guy, full head of hair. Mm-hmm. With a trust um, fund. Uh, probably trust fund. Um, very nice guy. Is uh, he single? Um, well, he's, so he's... <laughs> I, th- I, I, I think he's single in the classical sense. <laughs> uh, he's supposed to actually come over here later today to just check out the house. Oh, hang around. Um, and I very much need a roommate, so I'm very excited for him to come over but I went to a friend's giving last night, and he was there, and he we literally were like, "Oh, hey, we haven't talked for a minute." And he was like, "Hey, uh, I'd like to come over tomorrow and possibly like look at the house." And I was like, "Ah, oh, it's great." And then he's there with his like lady friend. His lady friend is also fucking super hot, and so like my mind immediately was just like, "I really need him to move in here," but like also. 
like the second he moves in here, like they're just gonna have like loud animal sex. That's correct. That's yeah, correct. like that's that's the only uh, thing that they could possibly do. Sometimes like, two very attractive people don't have actually very boring sex. I don't believe it. I don't. I know. I know. I don't. It does. That does not make sense in my yeah, brain. Yeah, you're right. No, you're right. Like, they are going to be... So, I had a roommate in here who was, like, a regular dude. He was an artist, you know, and he, he was... he. We, we had kind of talked about this the other day, about, like, the, the trope mm-hmm. of, like, the lovesick dude. Yeah. Like, he was, like, the lovesick, like, Ross from Friends. Ah, I should have killed him. Or <laughs> Ted from How I Met Your Mother. Should have killed him. Um, and I'm pretty sure he left because I think he knocked up his summer girlfriend. <gasps> but, like, hey, that's... Out there now. Wait, 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 wait. Privileged information, aka on the podcast. Mm-hmm. Is it Chris Trevino? No. Got it. Okay. I haven't said any names, though. We're all good. Okay. Um, you can edit that part out. But I, named, <laughs> but I named a full man's first and last name. Name names. But uh, no, but like, like the one time, I've been here for eight months, mm-hmm. and I will say, you're almost this house's baby. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, uh, one time they had a very loud uh, lovemaking session. Beautiful. When Did you I, just jerk it so hard that you like busted. It was the exact opposite of that. It was me holding my dog. <laughs> on my dog he was like, like, Not in the bedroom though, like in a closet or no, some shit. On the, like in the bed, on the on the bed, and we both can hear it. My dog shaking. I'm shaking. And I'm just, and I'm petting him like oh. reservoir dogs. I'm like, you're gonna be okay. Say the goddamn word. And um, and I I don't want to say anything too positive for him, but he was beast fucking her. Yeah. The sounds that were coming Good out of him. that room, I've never, I've never made. Uh, what problem is that? I've I've never made. I've never had made to me. Did you just... I literally snatched a mosquito out of the air while we were talking. Mosquito, why do you have a swamp in your basement? <laughs> Incidentally, that's where they're having all the sex. <laughs> um. I used to have a roommate who... So, I'm not naming any names. And I doubt that she would ever listen to this, because she's not fun, as it were. Um, but one time, we described her to my roommate uh, and his best friend. And his best friend said... She sounds like an ugly teacher, which is exactly what she indeed was. <laughs> and I thank had, you for that example, Mike. That was excellent. I had just started dating uh, this guy who, while well, our personalities were not matched, she did have great dick, and we had a hot tub at this house. So like we had post drunk hot tub sex in the house, and of course she heard it. She's like down the hall from me, uh, and the next day she gave me. Like the dirty, like a whore, you know, like a whore, judgment whore look. Like, how oh. dare you, you whore? You know what I mean? You were the whore? Yeah. Okay. But like, she didn't have top lips, so it's like, who can. <laughs> Super bitter. Like, when she smiled, it was just nostrils, trough, teeth. You know what I mean? So, who could blame her? But, um, yeah, and I just like, I realized how detrimental, like, a sex negative person can be to your life. Like, just like you having, like, not even frequent sex at all. What yeah. a drag. Yeah. Right. Like, we were both living on opposite ends of the spectrum. No, and I think I, I like, I'm, I feel like I've always been, like, a pro-sex person. Like, I, um, I, I used to live in a house, and, 
Humble, now I live. Humble brag. <laughs> <laughs> I used to live in a house, and uh, I remember one time uh, I was working at the the Radisson by the airport. Ooh. And, um, <laughs> and one of my friends that also worked there um, hooked up with the stewardess, and I, here's the thing, I love when, like, two people hook up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like that, I like. If I like you, mm-hmm. and I like, like I'm very pro, like you fucking. Yeah, yeah, yeah me like, too. I'm about yeah. it. I think it's 100 like, reasonable. Absolutely. And 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 here's where it's gonna move into the territory of weird. Like you can fuck in my bed. Like don't leave a jellyfish I on was my pillow. Just gonna like, say, don't, don't suck on my sheets. Like right. don't do anything gross. But like yeah, like if you need to like hook up on my bed. Like and also this is me in my twenties. Like me in my twenties oh, no. is like even a different. Now, even now, if I like, like left my if I left my house guests like a towel and they were no. like, hey, just like you know, like there's common that. I'd be like, thank you so much. I'm gonna wash them hot. Yeah. Like and that's all. That would be the end of our conversation. Be respectful, like, but I want you to get yours. Yeah. You know. And so oh I, God, I've yeah. always been that person. I've always. And, like, part of me has always found it, like, secretly kind of funny. You know? Like, I'm just like... <laughs> sexy, like, Dyke. I can see well, that yeah. twinkle. Yeah, I was say, it, the, yeah. the funny really... It's sexy, it's but it's always like... Like, I like like I like when my friends are like, Oh, my... <laughs> <laughs> Somebody! Folks, that is backing half a semi right now. Yeah, while trying saying. to cut through this bullshit. Somebody had a comer, you know? <laughs> And like, uh, you got some cameras down there. Like, 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 I, I always think that's a bit funny. So yeah, so I, I, I was always that guy, and um, I had a friend that like hooked up with like a flight attendant on onto my bed, you know. Oh God, soaked and, in, if you will. Yeah, and I was always like, yeah, that's that's great. I was just telling you, I had my good friend whose name I will not name. Who lived in my basement when my house was the island of culinary lost boys, uh, and all the all the coming that I heard him and his girls do, and like, I love it. I think the world would be. Can you imagine how much better the world would be if like everyone came like at least once a day without guilt, if not like twice or three times? You know what I mean? Like, we would be like on such a steady and fast path to world peace because it'd be like, well, I'm. I'm late for my 3 p.m. dick sucking, so <laughs> if we could just wrap up this armaments agreement, uh, I'm trying I to mean, get this nut. Have you met Elliot? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, guys. Um, incidentally, definitely don't know where this conversation is going. It's ah. past 3 o'clock and he's late. <laughs> I do have an appointment <laughs> to which we will not discuss. Um, no, I think it's really funny that you guys are both like super on board with people fucking in your beds. Not, I mean, I'm not. A, I'm not against it whatsoever. I don't. If I'm know. not in it, and I'm I, not a part of it. Then no. But like, like, like here's, well, I think that's what okay. I was getting at. No, like here's here, at here's all. the difference. Not there. Like, like if I showed up to my house and two people, maybe one of my friends or maybe two randoms, were like, we just fucked all over your bed. I'm like, not nah, cool. <laughs> but like, but like, if, like if a friend of mine was like, hey, to hook up, and there's like no place to do this, I'm like. Yeah, you can hook up on my bed. Like, right on, right on. Like, that's cool. It's cool. I, I I feel like that's where I'm at. I mean, I get it. I feel that. I guess the world um, is so devoid, though, of like, you know, actual like pleasurable experiences that you experience without guilt. It's like, I mean, if you if like if fucking is what gets you there, God bless, do it. God bless. I did go to one. I'm not gonna name any names, but I went to like a kink club. Recently, Ooh. sure. 
like letting this. Uh, Do you think that's too much? I'm, like letting this rabbit hole talk for me, but um. Incidentally, that's the bourbon we're drinking, not the name of the sex. <laughs> hey. Or her vagina. That's God damn it, Dyke, you took my joke. It's like what I call you know, like, you, you go to these kink clubs, and, like, one of the things that I love most about the kink No, clubs, you can't just go. You, you, you know, go to these you know, kink clubs. You know what I'm talking about. Incidentally, uh, jokes on you. Dyke and I have both definitely been to kink please, clubs. Please um, slowly explain every no, detail no, no. of this. I have I, no idea. Um, uh, so the one that I have been to, and it's only one, um, is, like, there's, like, a basement. There's, like, an upstairs. There's no penetration allowed. So Hold like, on. Are you... Back it up. Let's yeah. back it up and yeah. slow it down. Yep. Yeah. Back it up and slow it down. Slow it down. Is that what they say in the sex club? Um, <laughs> Not even close. Go ahead. What? What are these? All right. What are the ru- <laughs> what are the rules? What what said to you beforehand? So uh, a couple things that you need to know about going to kinky clubs where like actual sex acts occur is you will need to uh, sign up with your real name. And the name that matches your license, and then you're gonna have to show your license at the door. Um, and then there's gonna be a bouncer, and there's gonna be people who like very carefully watch what you do when you're there. Um, I jerk off. Uh, maybe later. They're very respectful. The kink community is the best group of people I've ever met, so like I will not ever say anything. I absolutely am being sarcastic. I am kink adjacent. Yeah. I would say for yeah. most of my late twenties, early thirties, and absolutely more respectful than probably norm, normal cheers. people. I would say. Cheers, everyone. Cheers. Yep. Okay, great. Uh, so it's a really wonderful. The reason that I got into kink is not really because I'm like that into the sex acts. I like. I am extremely into the sex acts. Let me like be very clear about that. But like, the reason that you stick with it is because the community. Because like the people are so sweet. Like people are so sweet. I mean like, like hometown Methodist church sweet. You know what I mean? Like, thank you so much for coming. We just want you to feel safe. We just want you to feel welcome. Blah blah blah. Like, it's a it's a multi ethnic community. It's like uh, it's just like all kinds of people who like converge on this one thing. And. There's someone locally who would not like to be named by name, so I won't do it, but like he has made a queer-friendly um, space for this to happen safely, and like I treasure that more than anything else in my life, really. All right. So what do you... <laughs> what do you... What... Ha- what... Walk us through. You said no penetration. Yep. So let's start there, I yep. suppose, since we're having this conversation. Yep. We're doing it. Yep. No penetration because that, that becomes that makes it like a sex sex club, which is like <laughs> outside the zoning of this, frankly. And I imagine it actually does fall under some moderate yeah, guidelines. If some, you are a sex club, they they, they exist, they are regulated, etc. There's a like, well-known sex club in Fort Wayne that you should have one of the owners or patrons on from, but like it's a well-known, it's like in a strip mall. Like, so... But I'm both. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, this group of people, um, they have, like, a, you know, there's no penetration. It's all, like, you can still come. Like, you can have, like, an orgasm, but there's just no, like, internal penetration. Um, and the reason that I went there is because, like, the person that I was with is really into public flogging. And I was, like, I don't know, maybe I'll be into it. And I was, um... And getting was, flogged or yeah, watching yeah, yeah, someone yeah. getting yeah, flogged? Yeah, no, like getting flogged. Like get, so what is a flog? Uh, like a cat of nine tails, you know what that is? Like yeah. A, like a, yeah, you know what yeah. I mean? Like this, like, 
Like looks whipped. Like a, looks like a horse tail. Right? What yeah. they did to Jesus in the but, Bible. No, see the cat and I tails just feels good. Like imagine like someone giving you like a, a massage where like they bring their hand on like slapping you with their palm first. Like a whole, but like not very hard. Like the cat and I tails because the the impact is uh, diffused over like, you know, right. Like 25 yeah. little, little, like the thing that hurts the most, there's this thing that my friend uses on me that's um. It's a South African crowd control device. Did you so, say friend? What's our yes friend? We're very good friends. Your friend? Yes. Whips you with a. It's all consensual. Um, and it's like a, it's like this long. It looks like, like imagine a dog tail. So like, imagine a steel pipe. It's a steel pipe. But it's made of rubber. Like it's made of vulcanized rubber. So imagine a pipe. It's a very rubber solid. pipe. This is a dude friend or a lady friend. Come on, dude friend. No, but no. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I thought everyone like know by this point that like I'm kind of a dick fiend, but uh, <laughs> so um, anyway, so he he hits me with this thing, and the and the force is like a it's like an example of physics. It's like have you ever been like have you ever been whipped by a lash whip? I can't. No, <laughs> I'm black. It's frowned upon. <laughs> so it's like it's like long at one end, right? Which like. Means when you strike it like this, like the the wave, like whatever energy you put it at the end, it's compounded. It's compounded exactly by the thinner diameter of the thing at the end. So it like feels like by the time this like wave of energy reaches the end, it feels like someone's like setting a firecracker off by like holding it to your ass. Welcome back to <laughs> harder brunch. White people getting whipped. <laughs> And why it feels good. <laughs> Voluntarily. In any case, you, you're at this king club. There's no penetration. You're getting flogged. Yeah. I mean, it's just Bring like... Bring it back around. But, but, like, imagine to, like... Imagine going into a place where you, like, you can have conversations with the nicest people you've ever fucking met. Like, the nicest, most, like, all kinds of, like, races and religions and body types. Like, the body type diversity is, like, really what, like, drew me to it. Because, like, they're, like little tiny skinny girls and like like very like large gorgeous women and like men you know like men women all of it like all across mm-hmm. the spectrum like all expressions of like gender and it was all just like hey we like this like kinky thing you in and it was like yeah so you know i don't get to go very much but um it is literally like some of the best people i've ever met so i'm like gonna stand hard for the king community forever not that there aren't Absolutely, like abusive people in it, like as much as there are, like in any other community, like shitheads abound, first of all. So, like, I'm not gonna say that it's just like it's perfect and everyone's like really careful. There are shitheads in it as much as there are shitheads in anyone else, but like the difference is we're like, hey, that guy's a shithead. Yeah. And everyone's like, yeah, fuck that guy, get him out of here. Yeah, I feel like the. I don't, I don't know, and I'm making this up, but I would just assume that, like, the more kinky, the more eyes upon, and the more people would be like, hopefully, hopefully, yeah, yes, and yes, would be and no. like, what's going on here? Yeah, right, like, right. If something bad happened, that's ex- you're you're like nailing it, which is why like the community is so focused on keeping people safe. Aside from just like your own safety, I mean, like that would bring a lot of eyes to the community if something bad happened. I don't know if you heard about this, but there was a. Um, I can tell you already. I did not. <laughs> there's a man who worked for... Was uh, it about my dog in this house? And uh, Ironically, it does involve a dog cage. Oh, Jesus. Um, there, was a, there was a sheriff's department employee, I believe, who was into chloroform play and pup play. And so what happened is he put his pup in a dog cage oh. with his hands 
unable to access his face with uh, chloroform over his mouth, and the guy died. To suffocation. Yeah, he suffocated, and uh, his dom ended up committing suicide because of the guilt. So when, when like, like, there are some people who are like, this is life and death. Like, it fucking is. Sometimes, like, it's literally life and death, like, depending on what you're into. So, like, you just have to pick your play partners carefully. Yeah. Woo! Have safety precautions in place. Have people there. That... Yeah, don't ever put a deadly substance on. The, the, the thing is, like, they were outside of what we consider, like, the norms of kink, which is safe, sane, consensual, is, like... And not always sexual. That isn't even necessarily part of it. No. I have a good friend who's very in, very involved in the rope community yeah. in central, south, south central Indianapolis yeah. and south central Indiana. Yeah. And she's like, it's not about the sex for me. Yeah. She goes, kink and sex are different things for me. Yeah, there's a lot of people like She's that. very, she's like, this isn't about orgasms and yeah. that pleasure. She goes, it's pleasurable, but yeah. not sexual for so, me. So like that, that, um, that. Uh, shibari is what yeah, they call it. Yeah, shibari. Japanese rope tie. Right, right. Yeah. For some people, it is purely an aesthetic experience. Like, they just like, like, uh, an unusual thing about shibari is, like, having a larger body <laughs> is somewhat more desired because, like, when you pull a rope really tight on someone who has, like, a little bit of excess body fat, like, it it cuts into them. I mean, like, <laughs> it looks like a cut into their flesh. And, like, I've sat for a bunch of shibari classes because I'm, like, patient and quiet. Uh, but, like, they like... A lot of rope practitioners like bigger bodies because, like, the the rope tying is a lot more uh, visually obviated in, like, a body with excess body fat. Whereas, like, a, a thinner person, they look like they're kind of, like, packaged, like, target, <laughs> you know. Oh, I've given you so much information in 19 minutes and 44 seconds. Less than that. Everyone's so quiet. This well, one, this has been wonderful. Interestingly <laughs> enough, if you haven't realized already, the whiskey is gone. Yeah, the whiskey's empty. We drink no, all the no. we, well. Oh, we have two more whiskeys, but they're all very shallow. The Dickle, the unsung hero of the sour mash whiskey community, which is better than Jack Daniels. Uh, fight me, is gone. Whoa, yeah, I think actually you're right. It you're is better than Jack. Right. Um, it's gone. We are on to Rabbit Hole Straight Bourbon Whiskey, finished in sherry. That's fucking delicious. It is delicious, and I absconded with it after my last position failed miserably. It was in my bar, not for sale. Gotta go. And I decided it needed to be in my home bar. Um, We are nursing a tiny touch of Jameson (laughs) as well, while I'm drinking way more than the other two. Um, Cream ales as well. Yeah, where'd those cream ales come from? They're in the fridge. I put some in there. There's some for you. I just need one. Let me see this. Um, Interestingly enough... I felt that McDonald's breakfast should be whiskey and anything else you have to have lying around because that's just say. kind of perfect for McDonald's breakfast. Just like, what do we have? I feel I'm shit. looking at uh, Sarah's license here, and um, unfortunately, she got an F in sex. Yep, got an F in sex. <laughs> the wild dyke is making bad jokes. Uh, so one of the things that I've kind of started gravitating towards in the last week and a half, two weeks, is bad drinks that you can't help but enjoy. Oh um, my gosh. So we hired a new bartender yeah. at our uh, Dyke and I work together as event bartenders, and I'm an event bar manager or whatever. Um, and the girl we hired is actually pretty well known within the indie, but I, she's not here to say if she's cool with us talking <laughs> about her. So she works with us, and she goes, "Have you ever had a cabin coke?" And I was like, "Cabin coke," and she's like, "Cabernet and coke." Oh yeah, Calimocho. I call it a Cab Libre. 
Kali Mocho. It has a name in Mexico. I've never heard of this. Throw so. some respect on its Mexican name. I, <laughs> I throw some gross. respect on my name! I went, I went Cuban. We're, we're moving in the right direction, Sarah, alright? Cuba Cuban. Libre is a rum coke. Cuba Libre is a cabin coke. I was Cuba trying. Cuba Libre already exists. Alright, in any case. Kali Mocho. I was. She was like, Have you ever had this? And I was like, No. Incidentally, we were at a wedding. Bartending. There's Cabernet. There's Coca-Cola. Yeah. I tried it. It's a 50-50 mix on ice. That's it's it. Delicious. So simple. It is upsetting how good it yeah. is. Yeah, It is 100% trashy and 100% delicious. Well, it's a little you... too sweet for my taste. I'm sorry, Elliot. Have you worked this long in the I hospitality have. industry? And I have. I genuinely like, have. made friends with someone from Mexico City? I have many friends from Mexico City. Actually, one of my best friends from my first job cooking was a taxi driver oh, from sure. Mexico City. One of my best which... friends is black, huh? <laughs> Hateful. I gave up. Uh-huh. Hateful. <laughs> he was a little crazy, but I mean, taxi driver in Mexico City is one of the largest populations yeah, in the world. Can you imagine? I literally had that exact reaction. No, I mean, it's, told it's, me it's, I like go, a, what? it's like New York and Boston smashed together. Yeah, it's second, or it's actually first. No, no, no. The first one is uh, Tokyo, India. No, uh, is uh, not Bangladesh. Fuck. No, what's it? Bombay. What's Bombay. The, what's the new name of Bombay? I'm such a bad. I know what you're talking Mumbai. about. Mumbai. Mumbai is the biggest, yeah. and yeah. then Tokyo, yeah. and then Mexico City, yeah. likely. Uh, I think it's I think it's uh, Mumbai, Mexico City, actually. Really? In any yeah. case, it's one or two at all times. <laughs> so it's the largest city in the world, pretty much. Yeah. And he was a taxi driver. And it's a and it's a it's like Indianapolis like it's like Indianapolis on mega steroids like it's like a Circular lot of short buildings like a lot of just like no just like a, little, a lot of squat buildings built out forever longitudinally right that's insane right, right. anyway I've never heard of this drink and I've become fascinated with the concept of trashy drinks that everyone loves <laughs> um, and I think likely I no, will convince like, Dyke Michaels the host of the show to do a show that's is, about that it is because the American, I'm fascinated by it's the Mexican it. screwdriver. I love that. Yeah. I love it's the, it. No, I guess I shouldn't say that. It's like the Mexican uh, whiskey and coke. Like, I, it's, or it's, rum it's, and coke. It's delightful to me regardless because I, just, I tried it and I go, I'm mad because this is so delicious. Mm-hmm. I'm mad because I like this so much. It's not something that I would seek out by yeah. any means. But yeah. if someone was like, we have a handle of shitty red wine <laughs> and Coca-Cola, what should we do with it? I'm like, bet you got ice? Because I got a drink for you. The, uh, in southern Spain, it's called uh, Tinto de Verano, and it's like a lemonade soda mixed with red wine, and it makes the most. Like, you could drink that all day. Get, you would still get super smashed by like 11 p.m., mm-hmm. but like, then you'd get like, uh, then you go to the club. No, then you go to the after hours bar, and then you get after hours bar wasted, and then go to a club at 2 in the morning. Right. So I think it's fascinating because I think like even Europeans and Americans specifically yep. don't have. We have spritzes, and that's fine, and yeah. that's that's very much our European heritage yeah. culture that, like, is, like, Aperol and Amaro's mm. and things like that, but I don't think we have these, like, like just drink hack. Hell yeah, we do. We have, we have screwdriver, which is, like, No, Chivo in... wine drinks. That's vodka and orange juice. Like, you that's not... Mad, you got Mad Dog, haven't you? Of course I have. I played Evan 40 Hands. I mean, <laughs> Mad... I <laughs> ruined wait, someone's Christmas. Wait, have you Let's guys be ever clear. Played, have you guys ever played Andre 3000? No. It's where you play... Uh, Andre 3000's music and then you tape two bottles of Andre to each hand like with duct tape and you have a partner and so it's 750, 750, 750, 750 so it's like Andre 3000 milliliters and then you're not allowed to do anything until you have like at least one hand free so you have to like sit down until one person finishes at least one bottle then you can at least stand up so you can go pee after that but like if you have only finished one bottle then like your partner has to go pee with you <laughs> So, I've 
ever done 40 hands, and you can't pee until you have free hands. Ah. And the last time I did that, I blacked out. I broke some Christmas tree ornaments. Yep. Check, I broke check, some check. Uh, treasured family photos. Yep. I've not been invited back since. Well, shocker of the century. Shocker. Elliot. Yeah, indeed. Um, hey, guys. Thank you so much for being guests, co-hosts, contributors. What the fuck are you doing? On the harder brunch, I was just like starting. I'm starting. He's got shit to do. He's starting. Got somebody that might live with him, but they're pretty. And they're fuck a lot. Um, yeah, he just got. He's just got like four minutes, and he's. I finally got my buzz back, and so I'm like roping into this conversation, yeah. and I just feel like I'm getting pushed out. Sarah, do you have anything you would like to plug? <laughs> sure. Uh, so you can find all my work on do317.com, indie maven, and soon to be indiemonthly.com for as long as. Those very nice people will put up with me. Basically, as long as this podcast has not been listened to by more than ten people. <laughs> Elliot, I have nothing to plug. Master of nothing. All right. Uh, follow me on Instagram, MS Informer, Ms. Informer. All right. Uh, I'm Doug Michaels, and I'll see you guys next time. Thank you for listening. <laughs>